Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. Well, again, thank everybody here for joining us, whether this is your first time uh, watching or watching live or listening, or this is your, you know, 100th time. We always appreciate that. Of course, I am your host of Video Games to the Max, Sean Grammer. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And of course, we are the official video games podcast of W2Mnet.com and also in partnership with Last Word on Gaming. And well, we're also live on Twitter today as uh, StreamYard has now made this a thing that you can do along with being live on the Facebook page. So if you know you normally watch on the Facebook page, we're there. And then also, of course, on our Twitch, um, W. Tim Nets, uh Twitch, you can watch us, also watch uh, Eric when he does the football show, and also, you know, Mark when they do all the entertainment stuff, that is um, there for you as well. So, yeah, Mark, a lot of stuff to talk about, but obviously, I think we all know where we got to start, this uh, Nintendo Direct here, that will be our, our first thing, but before we get to that, I guess, how have things been? Uh, sucked. How about you? Sucked. What it? What what sucked about? I had a power outage on a Wednesday, like mid at midnight. That lasted yeah. until today at like two p.m. Man, yeah, you know, I was like, man, Mark has been eerily quiet. Uh, didn't know any, you know, thing until Jens finally said something today that your power was out. I was like, wow. And then yeah, finding out that it's been out for that for two days straight, basically. Yeah. Yes. And then the fun part was Thursday, uh, I don't have a fridge or, you know, it was rapidly defrosting. So I, was, I decided to go out and get a pizza uh, at my local like pizza place, turned my car on, and it made a horrible roaring sound. Oh, man. And I was like, I thought like there was an animal in the engine or something, you know, <laughs> or I, I ran yeah. something over. No, someone cut out the catalytic, catalytic converter. Somebody just cut it out. Yeah. Like I looked, I I pulled my car out for a second, and there was like a pipe, something like on the ground next to my car that was a part of my car, uh, because the converter has like rare mi- minerals in it, like uh, platinum and I think palladium and rhodium, so thieves can like you know cut it out and sell it. Goodness. So yeah, and aside from that, I've been playing a few games. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been playing some games too, but let's, let's get into, uh, the direct stuff before we talk about, uh, games here. Man, there was, uh, I thought there was, was quite a lot here. There was the usual, you know, ports and that kind of thing that Nintendo, you know, throws out there. Um, but I mean, you start off with a Monster Hunter expansion discussion. Or, like, they just throw it out there, which I think that kind of leads you as to why maybe the PC version hasn't come out yet. Maybe they're trying to bundle those two together and make the PC uh, version more viable that way. 
I don't know. Yeah. Do any, any thoughts on the the Monster Hunter there? Don't want to play it? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> don't play it, I'm good. Um, obviously, Bayonetta finally, uh, Bayonetta 3, I should add. It's funny because it was like Platinum had come out and said, hey, we're ready to show this thing whenever Nintendo feels like doing it. And then, of course, I I had kind of made a mention, it's like, well, it seems like this will be the time for the one more thing to be Bayonetta 3. And then, lo and behold, uh, they did that. And they did it in a cool way, I thought. It's almost kind of like a smash thing where they kind of made it seem like it may be something else. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, here comes uh, Bayonetta. They did... I think I don't know if we mentioned it or not on one of the shows that there was some talk about having a different voice actress. Yeah, that was like two shows ago, I think, or at least at least one, but maybe two. And that did come true as well. So, yeah, uh, I don't like the new voice actress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, once I mean, granted, she only to... said like three lines, but still. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. Like, once you get used to a certain voice coming from a character is difficult to you know adjust to that i mean did they even say who it was or i'm trying to look it up now no i mean they're not really going to mention that i think during uh when they're showing gameplay so i mean that's something else too they're not really gonna i don't think they're going to mention that yeah much when it's a negative about the game they're not really gonna tell you that so either let you uh, look it up if you want or Whatnot. No, they don't but, say, but it did sound different. It didn't sound, you know, the old. No, it definitely, it definitely is a different person. Um, It'll end up being, uh, well, what's the really popular one? Oh, what's her name? Damn it! What's yeah? Well, what's her name? Oh, Jennifer Hale. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I thought the from what we got to see, which you know, cool that we got to see some gameplay there. Uh, in this, I, I saw. Yeah, I saw some people complaining about, like, this is, I mean, this is after the fact, because the direct was yesterday, but, like, oh, it doesn't look as good as, like, other games, or, you know, it doesn't look as good as God of War 2, and it's like, A, no shit, well, yeah, but, then, but then also, but then also B, like, it didn't look bad, you know, it looked perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, are people expecting it to look like a PS5 game? Like, Yeah, I think, I think so, or yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, ha- have you been living under a rock? Like, has what since when has Nintendo tried to be up to date with what's going on with graphics? I mean, really, well, it's, it, it's just the whole fanboy thing, or you know, uh, I'll put it this way: I thought it looked better than some of the some of the other games they showed on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> at, least from a, at least from a frame rate perspective, for sure. <laughs> oh no, definitely. I mean, it's just that's the thing is. That's where people don't realize is the Switch can hide some of that if the frame rate looks good, especially with these games that, you know, you're going at a faster pace. And I'm not showing any video from the Direct because I don't want to get uh, copyright striked. Um, so I'm just avoiding that entirely because the last time we did that, no tried to block the the entire video and then had to go through the hassle of getting it unblocked. So, and sometimes with Nintendo, they're very good about making sure it stays blocked. So I'm just not going to bother with that. But anyway, um, just, that's a weird, like, if you want to make, like, I saw a bunch of people complaining about the whole, um, you know, the way she looks, uh, where is that from? Like, it doesn't look like the other 
um, versions of the character, blah, 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 you know, or, or the voice actress or whatever. But it's like trying to compare Switch graphics to what God of War 2 is going to look like. That's just the dumbest thing, I think, uh, of all here. Yep. But that's like the fanboy mentality. So <laughs> Definitely. People can't get past that. Hey, that Castlevania collection is out already. I, I want that. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I was like, yep, yeah, that's such a... And, and it happened like when I didn't have power, so I missed the whole like thing. Oh, yeah. I, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, ah, I know Mark wants that. Really bad. <laughs> well, I like, I like three of the four games in that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can still see if I can find a Konami uh, US person. I saw the UK person on Twitter, reach out to, like, influencers and stuff, but yeah, uh, didn't find the American guy. I gotta go, I gotta go look for him. Uh, for me, I was very excited about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, I am a huge Kirby fan and love the fact that Kirby is finally getting his due with a big 3D it, platformer. It, it, it's uh, Kirby and Near Automata. <laughs> Kirby and The Last of Us is the, uh, the one that I kept seeing uh, with the abandoned land and well, abandoned yeah. mall yeah yeah the, the abandoned mall is i uh, i mean i wonder if that's gonna wind up biting them is the are we gonna is it gonna be too desolate is there not gonna be enough or is, uh, is there gonna is there gonna be like a sequence where you play as meta knight and a, the whole thing is inverted <laughs> or kirby's actually the villain of the game may, maybe maybe it's like last of us part two <laughs> No, that yeah. game looked cool. I mean, I like Kirby. Everyone likes Kirby, except for Nintendo, kind of. So I wouldn't say everybody likes Kirby. There's people that just have a thing with Kirby where they don't. Uh, he's too. Uh, his games are too easy, or or whatever. You know. So, I, I would say they. I mean, yeah, but also they are. I would say they're somewhat deceptively hard because if you want to like 100 percent the game, then it kind of is a challenge. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, I agree there. Uh, especially, like, I remember playing so much Kirby Superstar back in the day, and so many of those things were... Yeah, the game was messed up. <laughs> yeah. So many of those things were, like, let's... Especially that one uh, treasure hunt mode. We have to, like, go through the airship collecting crap. It's like, oh, man, you yeah. need a guide, but the internet didn't exist back then, so you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yep. Made it much harder uh, on that front. I... You know, I, I, another one for me that I'm like super uh, excited about on on that is, of course, more triangle strategies. Which I think we uh, both of us said this and Matt watched them just call it triangle strategy. That's exactly what they did. Um, they did show that they listened as far as feedback from the demo, which they're really good at doing. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that I kind of when I played the demo I was like, yeah, they kind of need to have this. Uh, to be able to go back and read dialogue, I thought was really important. There's so much stuff you miss with them uh, that kind of continuously going on, and uh, being able to move the camera around is super important in strategy games. So I'm glad that they uh, added that uh, too. But I wasn't expecting to hear anything about Triangle Strategy and the fact that it has a release date now, March 4th, 2022. And I think that's what kind of I came out of this is. They made it seem like everything in this was supposed to be about what's coming out in the fall. So I was expecting, okay, Pokemon Diamond, you know, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Like, oh, we're going to get almost all the games that 
you know, you expect to see, okay, we got a little bit of Metroid Dread, we got, you know, a little bit on Mario Party, whatever, but it's like, it wasn't necessarily that. There was a lot more about stuff coming next year, uh, and then you add in the Chocobo GP, which... Um, that looked bad. Yeah, no, it did not look good from a graphical. Uh, it that, looked that, like it could have been made on, like... Two no, generations I ago. I, I don't mean that. I mean like the like the frame rate drop when it when it hit that like third fire spell. It's like oh man. Yeah, that, it was really slow. But yeah, I, I'm not playing that for for whether it uh, the the that is not going to be the greatest graphical looking thing or not. I'm playing that because it has Final Fantasy characters, um, and a lot of Final Fantasy Nine representation, which. <laughs> Once they introduce Airguys too, you'll be all over that as well. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just I'm down for something like this. Maybe that means there's more to allude to the Final Fantasy IX remake that was found in that uh, Nvidia GeForce thing. Because why not? Let's do it. Um, yeah. That Act Razor thing didn't look great to me, though. I thought that looked oh, interesting. I never played Act Razor, so I can't comment. The, the only yeah. two games I thought that. Uh, Legitimately, kind of bad were Dying Light Two. Yep. Uh cloud version. Yeah, that still looked bad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Wreckfest. Yeah, they didn't look the TV there, and also Forgotten City also got added. Uh, actually, yeah. out now on the cloud. So right, more Which is cloud like, games. It, that's like baffling to me because it's like that game is not demanding. Like, I mean, it could be scaled down to work on the Switch. Just fine, you I know. Guess they didn't want to scale it down, considering they're like an indie use. So yeah, I I could see that there, but let's get to the two elephants in the room that are from this direct here, uh, you know, because that's I think what a lot of people are gonna are are talking about. Um, should mention I love the fact that we got to see Splatoon three a single player. Uh, that that's what interests me most about Splatoon. So. Uh, I'm down with that, and I also thought that voice of cards, even though it's from Yoko Taro, yeah. I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded of that Hand of Fate game I reviewed. Exactly the game we both played. Yes. Yeah, this like didn't have the the battle sequence, so it's like this is just a card game. It's like great. This is really just a a tabletop card game. But all right, let's let's discuss the the two elephants in the room. What do you think of the voice cast for the Mario movie that Shigeru Miyamoto made an appearance to talk about? Should note that Chris Pratt, who's going to play Mario, noted it's a dream for him to do, and he is he has been working on the voice. Uh, just obviously not going to reel it right now because that's obviously a huge point whether some folks are going to watch the. Uh, movie or not? So, he's gonna. He's gonna. It's, uh, it's, the voice would be like Idris Elba's knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but yeah, I was gonna say the voice cast is fine. You know, Mar- I mean, obviously Pratt isn't like Italian, but there's no reason Mario needs to be like the stereotypical Italian anyway. So, yeah, true. Ah, uh, uh, and I know he has like people have like hatred of him, but I like him. Or you know, he's mostly fine and stuff. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, I don't have any personal problem with the guy. <laughs> like, the rest of the cast is fine, you know. <laughs> yeah, I felt like 
um, a lot of the other ones, uh, except for maybe Seth Rogen, um, because that's just weird. <laughs> like Donkey Kong's voice coming out of him is going to be. Uh, yeah, but it's not like original evil Donkey Kong. It's like the stoner current version. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, I thought like Peach, uh, you know, that they nailed it. Um, uh, Luigi could be absolutely great uh, decision on, on on him. I'm totally. Uh, I love the fact that we're getting like Charlie Day uh, memes already with him as Luigi and Jack Black playing Bowser could be a trip, certainly. Especially because yeah. you you're probably gonna know it's him pretty quick. Um, yeah. I saw some people going like, well, where, you know, where's Charles Martinet? You know, the, the regular voice of Mario. And yeah. it's like, they they don't cast the voice, you know, the game voice yeah. actors for these movies, you dumbasses. Like, that's like saying, like, well, why didn't uh, Roger Craig Smith voice Sonic in the Sonic movie? It's like, because they want someone who's a name or someone recognizable. or Yeah, or they just want somebody new that's not tied to the other parts of Sonic. Right? Yeah. They want somebody that they can just say, okay, this is movie Sonic, and then this is anime and video game Sonic or whatever. Yeah. You know? So that's like you said, exactly. It's most of the time you do not get the character, the, the voice actor from the show or the video game or whatever doing it in the. And now it's different when you're having like the TV, the, the, the TV series gets made into a movie. And it's in the same like animated style way, yeah. And yeah, but not if we're talking about even when you see like let's say the movie to the TV series, right? Most of those actors don't come down to the TV, right? They stay on the movies, so it's the same thing. And look, they got some big name actors for this. Are they all going to work out? Probably not. I'm sure there will be some that when you actually hear them in the movie, maybe don't work out as well. I just want to withhold judgment on like just totally racking them for who they picked. I mean, it's like, we don't, I get it. Chris Pratt maybe isn't the uh, most well liked person. Um, You're either like a huge fan of him from being guardians of the galaxy, or you think he's a not great person or whatever, but it's like, Let's let the let's see, you know see a trailer first. Let's yeah, you know if they even you know if they maybe they don't go all Ryan Reynolds, uh, Detective Pikachu, and just do it right out of the box. Maybe they hide it all the way till when um, the trailer shots. But I, I just can't imagine they don't have a moment where Chris Pratt goes, "It's a me Mario" or whatever. So because um, that's just so iconic. Yeah. Charles Martinet is going to be in it. Uh, there's rumors of Wario, possibly. Uh, I hope so. it's, no, I, I hope it's really meta, and instead, it, like everyone will be in the game, and Charles Martinet will be the, like the real person playing the game, like Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be great. Let's let's do that. It'll be like Charles Martinet and like Mario pajamas, like sitting alone in a basement playing Mario 3D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't want to knock them too much for that because we haven't seen him yet. I mean, it's December. They they really picked, like, the furthest into 2022 that they possibly could 
Yeah. The week of Christmas, basically. Um, will they keep that date? Will they have to wind up moving it? I guess we'll see. But I'm sure they want to hit that date, uh, if at all possible. It's a, it's uh, a shame. Well, I, I just view this as the uh, the stepping stone to get Nick Offerman to be real life Mario in a movie, because he'd be awesome in it. Uh, so let's. So you know, that's the movies. I'm sure everybody has their thought cool. or not thought on you know whether some of those are great casting or not. Um, you know, you can drop that in the comments or, or whatever you like. But the bigger one, the one that has gotten the most discussion after it's been after this direct ended, obviously the addition of Nintendo 64 games and Sega Genesis games to Nintendo Switch Online. And then, of course, Nintendo making an expansion pass onto that. Leave it to Nintendo to have to come up with their own weird, you know, nomenclature for this instead of just saying, hey, coming to Nintendo Switch Online, this, nope, we gotta, we gotta call it something else. So they did show quite a few, like, big games here, and then the difference between what we're seeing them do with the 64 compared to say the SNES and the NES editions is they went right out of the box and told you not only is more coming, but we're getting some really great stuff coming right after. So we don't know how quick the cadence is going to be. I imagine it's probably going to be the same similar cadence that we're getting the other stuff now. Oh, like once every six months. (laughs) Well, it's supposed to be like once every I think it's like once every four months, or three, you know, three or four months, whenever they kind of feel like it. But I mean, some big games to start. I mean, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Ocarina of Time. Uh, and then coming later, Majora's Mask, Pokemon Snap. You'll need uh, the uh, pack for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think about, and then of course, the Genesis. A lot of great ones there, Streets of Rage 2, um, all that. I mean, the Genesis is a big surprise, obviously, because of the you know rivalry between Nintendo and Sega for so many years. And no, it's whatever. not. I mean, it, they, they were putting, I, they were putting I, Genesis in the Wii, you know? Right, <laughs> like that. But I, I didn't, it's different to have virtual console, where it's like, okay, you're buying these things to me, or have you know Sonic Ages on a Switch, you're just buying that game. To me, this is a whole different thing to like, oh, Sega is part of our catalog of stuff that's on Switch Online. To me, that's different because a lot of this, their games don't come off like Game Pass, you know, does or whatever. Most of that, most of those games, like they stay on there. So it's like, that's, it's just a weird thing uh, to me. And then, you know, of course, we still have those big rumors of what happened to the Game Boy game. So. 64 was getting rumored, but that was the rumor, right? It was 64 and Game Boy. It wasn't Genesis. Genesis kind of came out of left field. And then, of course, I was seeing that some people were reporting that the reason why they went with these two is because they're a bigger eye catcher and they're actually supposed to be part of this expansion pass. It's possible that Game Boy and Game Boy Color come later and they're not part of the expansion pass. So it is part of the regular 
uh, Switch Online because they're in the same around the same era as NES and SNES. Oh, um, yeah. One second. People are noisy as hell outside my window, and I'm facing okay. like I, not I, the I street. <laughs> uh, well, it's hard to sell a, sw- uh, a game a Switch Game Boy adapter, or you know, some type of Game Boy controller. The Switch. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can't sell fifty dollar. Uh, Game Boy adapters, uh, like you can Genesis and 64 controllers, which I'm sorry, but I don't want to hold a 64 controller again. See, I, me, I but... like that controller. See, I, the one no. Nintendo controller I hated was a GameCube one. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was a big fan of the GameCube controller, but I'm just not. I, 64 controller was awkward to hold for me. It's like not, not comfortable. Uh, the problem with the with this concept or with this idea is like. There is a pretty large Genesis library of games to go through. Like, a lot of it's licensed, but there's a, still a fair amount of Sega craft they can mine, or, you know, they could get, like... Well, I cap- think the thing... My thing with the Sega stuff is they've released this in a collection that's on the Switch right now for, like, $15. Yeah, that's why... Again, so, that's why they don't, they don't care about streaming these games out, because no one's going to buy that thing anymore. Right, <laughs> Nintendo will pay like, a pittance for, you know, Sonic 2 or crap like that. <laughs> But my point in this is, okay, the thing is they said they were going to announce pricing later, right? They didn't want to... Uh, see, I assume it'll just be $10 extra. I don't. I think they're going to charge $20 extra. Uh, if they try that, then they're nuts. I mean, they, I, don't, that, that, I don't think they're They're not nuts because people will pay for it. For like a month. And then they'll go like, wait, I can get most of these Genesis games for free. Or, you know, they'll realize that they aren't great. And they'll play, like, Mario Kart for, like, a week or two and then go, all right, we're done. Yeah, see, but that's the thing, though. It's, like, it's, we. It, obviously, this is, um, you know, how many of the casual gamers are going to know that this has been added and that you pay 10 or $20 more for this expansion pass to play these games? Who knows? But as far as the hardcore gamer that is the one paying attention to this stuff, uh, and, well, most likely, you know, outside of, you know, people that have the nostalgia for these kind of things. I feel like Nintendo is going to try to go for what they can. And I feel like we're going to see them say, hey, we didn't just add one. We added two new consoles to this. Notice I didn't say anything about improving the actual Switch Online part of it at all. It's just, this is our PS Plus. This is our Games for Gold. We're going to bring you these these shiny old games uh, and let you play with that. And I, I think mean, that that's, that's great, but man. The bigger problem, it, well, what I was going to get to earlier was there's a, I don't know, a, a decent amount of Sega Genesis stuff they can kind of mine or, you know, right. dig up. There's not a whole lot of N64 stuff they can mine. <laughs> well, I mean, about, they did at least showcase, you know, a lot of the big ones that they're going to go after. Well, there's about 25... Nintendo made N64 games that are good to, you know, per- great. There's about 10 third-party ga- Nintendo games that, that, you know, that are good to great. That's about it. Yeah, but I mean, that we shouldn't discount that this also isn't the easiest era to go and sell ports of. So maybe third parties would be more willing to put their games on the service. Whereas, like, what we just saw with Konami, right? If they get to the point where they are doing GBA, ports. See, that's easier <laughs> to do ports of. 
Yeah. And it still looks decent. So people may not be as, you know, nice to be able to go, oh, yeah, here you can have all of our games to put on your service. Well, that's because, like, Castlevania or Mega Man age better than, you know, I hate to say it, but, like, age better than Mario 64. Well, no, duh. I'm just saying that that's my point is that I don't think they're going to have a problem finding 64 games to put on this thing. No, I, I uh, mean, yeah. they won't have a problem. They'll have a problem for getting, like, the best M64 game. I mean, outside of Nintendo stuff, it's like they can't get Goldeneye. No, but that's a licensing thing. It's not that they can't get, I mean, to, you know. They probably can't get Perfect Dark. No, if, if they got Banjo-Kazooie, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they could get Perfect Dark. No, they. I would say they can't get Perfect Dark because Microsoft's doing that remake. So that's out of the question. Uh, I don't know that that's necessarily going to stop them. I mean, it's not like it's unlikely they could get Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah, we'll see because that you know. I mean, you, like I mean, the, the they pro- can't get like the wrestling games, you know that that I would want. Being able to go back and play any of the the three big ones from the sixty four days would be amazing. You know? WWF Attitude? No, not that. Uh, Warzone. Yeah. They would have to pay licensing for one of those wrestlers. Yeah, uh, all that stuff. So I don't know that WWE wants to go through I, that. I just think like people have a lot of nostalgia for the sixty four, and a lot of it's like deserved, kind of, but like. You look at the, the library of that thing, it's like 40 good games out of Yeah, it was, not, it was I mean, not a vast library of... That's like less than most systems, or, you know, most big consoles of the era. I mean, it's also, I think Randy actually has every single 64 game, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, it's also one that, because they didn't have this amazing amount of games, people can actually, uh, you know, collect most of it. Or whatnot. So it, I don't know that. But see, that's the thing. They don't have to get every single one. They just have to get enough uh, rolling. And if they're only going to do it every whenever four months, they have enough right now, at least for the first full year. And then when they get through it, I, I won't. I won't get it until they get Glover on the system. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They didn't even mention anything about adding more Genesis games or whatever. They just mentioned well, adding more Sega or 64 yeah. games. So It's not going to be like the 10 Genesis games. That's it. Like They're not going to sell controller just for that. No, no. I'm sure that they will add more, but I think that's also because Nintendo knows people care more about having their stuff. Uh, and also, now, like the, the Genesis stuff has been so recycled over the years. I right. Mean, yeah, on the Switch itself has that collection on it that you can get most of those games on it already. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the thing for me, too, is I wonder where it goes from here. Like, do they add, you know, is this eventually going to have GameCube games? Would they go to the point of adding Dreamcast uh, games? Uh, no and no. <laughs> you don't think that they would have GameCube games on this? I mean, no. Why not? They they added Sunshine into a collection, right? So yeah, that was one game. I mean, I know. I mean, think about the Switch. Like most of those games aren't. Think about the size of like an N sixty four game versus a GameCube game. First of all, like trying to stream that or you know download it to your system temporarily. Like they don't particularly like that idea. Uh, in Dreamcast, they already tried that once with uh, Playroom, and that went well. 
Fair enough. I'm saying, I mean, be, okay, but yeah. that's why you would say it wouldn't come. I, I just don't think they have any, they haven't, they don't have like a great fondness for the GameCube stuff overall. I mean, people still are, you know, begging them for Metroid. And they won't do that. Or, you know, it's still up in the air. So it's like, what's, what's the deal here? You know? No, I, 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 would, and, I think they know people want those and, games and they're going to, Nickel and people until then. My, my number for uh, my number about N sixty four good N sixty four games like forty good ones for the GameCube. Like I'd say have that about twenty good GameCube games. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's the like you don't have to have this vast library of every. So that's my point though is if you have at least half of those games on there and you have all these different libraries. Because I think they're they want to eventually be able to charge sixty dollars like the other two, but they have to have enough stuff to be able to charge that, and that's yeah. the way they're going to be able to do it. Is they keep adding now? I don't think they're going to go that quickly. They may go like another entire year before we get anything. Maybe Game Boy sneaks on there, or they just announce that one of these. Yeah, I, I would say I would say Game Boy, possibly Game Boy Color. I don't think Game Boy Advance because I mean companies are already making collections of that stuff, so they don't want to, you know, take them off. Well, but Nintendo itself has stuff from there. That I agree with you. Most of what was good about the Game Boy Advance was a lot of the third party, uh, the the massive amounts of third party like uh, remake or remasters and redos on that system from SNES days and uh, everything else. So. Uh, I will agree with you there that that's a huge part of how that works. But, I mean, they have that ability. I'm just glad to see them take that step and add more systems to it. Because, yeah. It's It's a depressing mess what it is right now. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's sad because it's like, man, there's so much greatness on the SNES. There's stuff that's on that collect on the SNES Mini that they still haven't added on to. Uh, I mean, at this point, game. who really wants to play Earthbound? <laughs> a lot of people. Get over yourselves. If you play Earthbound <laughs> 1, you know, then they'll be asking. I guess they don't want the Mother 3 people yeah. coming in. And if we ask for... I mean, th- that that's exactly my point, is like Nintendo yeah. doesn't care what people no. want, apparently. Because <laughs> they own, you know, it's not like Chrono Trigger is a different thing, because, you know, Square obviously owns it. So they have to pay right. Square. They own Earthbound. Like yeah. they own, they don't have to pay shit. They can just put it in the system and go, hey, it's on there. But yeah, I nope. don't know. I guess they're waiting for some special day where they can put it on there. I drive some kind of magical uptick in in once uh, once they have the uh, movie okay. where uh, Chris Pratt is going to voice Ness in the Earthbound movie. You know, exactly. That's that's what we're all uh, waiting for at that point. But yeah, everybody's uh, had a take on that. And I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing. Like, the fact that they're even charging for this, right? Is, no, they have, they're they going to charge yeah. for this. Well, no, they are because they're <laughs> Nintendo. But it's like, we're, this is still old retro games that, to be fair now, they are doing online play with games. So, like, that's yeah, but awesome to be able to relive that and play Mario Kart with some... some no, man. Games. Like, I... I would have more faith in Microsoft or Sony doing this than Nintendo. Well, Nintendo's going to do it, but will it play well? That's another whole thing. No. 
So I can answer that one right now. No, I'm, I'm just saying they're going to do it. Will they play well? You know, that's that's another whole based on Mario Maker Two online play. No, <laughs> we'll see uh, how that goes uh, as far as far as that. But I'm excited that it's there. I don't know if I'm going to pay the extra price. I actually don't have Switch Online at the moment, so I would have I think- to pay the whole thing. And- all, all 20 bucks. <laughs> well, the 20 bucks and whatever they add to make this, which I, I'm going to be surprised if it's below 40. You're saying it's 30. I, I, I think they're going to charge 40 for this. I uh, mean, it could be 40, but like, I, I don't think I would pay for it. You know, that personally. family plan, they can't raise it too much, I think. Uh, so I mean, I don't know how, what that's going to do because the family plan is 35. So would they raise the family plan up to like 50 or something like that? Yeah, so I mean, which which is the better value to you? We'll rank these three: Switch Online with this stuff, assuming they're all fifty. Okay, Switch right. Online, Xbox, uh, whatever the hell they have, their game library thing or whatever it is, or PS Plus. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, PS Plus for me is number one as far as like the free games. Obviously, you know if. We're not well, including I, Game Pass in this, so no, I am. Um, that, 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 that's that's the Microsoft thing. Are, I'm talking about you're Game including Pass. Game Pass, right? So, oh, you, I thought you were just including like no. Then Game Pass was number one. Yeah, uh, I would say Sony number, number two, as far Sony, as like just yeah. overall value. And then, I, I then, think it depends on what you want, right? Uh, because I mean, I had a, a discussion with somebody on Twitter about how they feel like for the most part, the stuff that gets added to PS Plus is a bunch of games that nobody's heard of. Uh, whereas, you know, Nintendo's adding all their bangers, you know, from the word go almost for the 64. And they're like, well, I get to play Ocarina of Time, Mario and all this for $20 yeah. more dollars or and, and, then, and then the next the next game bundle they add is like, here's Buck Bumble, you know. <laughs> to be fair, they did say that it's going to be Banjo-Kazooie and Pokemon Snap and like a bunch well, of... Well, I, I mean, after their announced stuff, stuff, let's say, you know... It'll be that and like you know Glover and crap like that. Well, yeah, you're gonna there's, get to a point where they don't there's have There's Quest sixty four, you know. Yes, I agree. There's eventually gonna be a point where you get to diminishing returns, where you're not gonna have these big games that you can just announce all of a sudden because they don't have anymore. Yeah. Right. But like, unless they and they do announce a surprise of being able to, they're gonna they're gonna cr- start cranking out new N sixty four games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I agree with you. I think Nintendo's still third, unless you're just an absolute retro fanatic and that's all you play. And uh, but I, that's my problem is it could be number one if if the NES and SNES library was way better than it actually is. Yeah, like the the 64 library is looking good from the outset, right? And the Genesis library looks fine, but the, hey, the, I mean, the other two. The, my, my guess, my point is like the SNES library has the capacity to grow if they cared. The N64 library does not have that capacity, at least not yeah. compared to the SNES. And that's because like there's just not as many good games in the N64, right, or a, right. a lot, not. like not as many like unlicensable games. Like yeah, if they get all the uh, WCW Aki shit, like that'd be cool. But that's a nightmare. They're not. They're not. No or way. you know. Goldeneye would be another good example. Like, think obviously you can't get that. And when I think N64, like Goldeneye is like top three for me. 
Yeah, and it probably would be for a lot of people that really lived in that time and played the yeah. crap out of that. You know, like, does that, I mean, a lot of what you would play with Golden like, really still hold up right now. Like, that, entirely. I mean, that remake was okay, that Xbox right. 360 thing. <laughs> But I mean, I think most people remember like the multiplayer from GoldenEye, and I don't think that holds up so much. I think it would really well, actually. Like an on, you know, sixteen-player GoldenEye online, that'd be cool. But yeah, not not on the Switch. I mean, that's one problem. But true that, true that, sir. But well, we we talked about this a lot. Um, so you know, everyone will have their piece on this. I I just found it interesting all the different avenues people were exploring with this and. Yeah, it, it's going to be, to me, I think it's it's more of a idea of where do they go from here? What do How long does it take them to add anything else? Um, but with that being the thing of, it's been a while, we added something, and now we're raising the price. Okay, when we add the next batch, is that also mean that we got to raise the price again? And how are people going to feel about that? You know? Um, yeah. Will be interesting. I, I this will come up again when they uh, finally reveal that price, which I, I will be shocked if it is what Mark says, uh, thirty. I'm fully expecting them to come out and say at least thirty-five or forty uh, for for this. But yeah. Who knows? Maybe they will decide to be. It's just with the way that they price everything else, where they price stuff. What they pressed that Mario collection for Spain when people were clearly saying it should have been 40 or something. Why wouldn't they try to maximize the price of this thing because they know people are going to pay for it? I think because it behooves them to make it a cheaper price because then people will just pay it and forget about it. If it was right. 40, people would pl- play all they want for the first month and then cancel it. That's true, too. Uh, but that's what's I weird mean, is that, like, again. I guess it was only 40, 40 a year. That may be fine, I guess. That's what still. I mean, 40 a year. It's not 40 it's every, yeah. 40 a month, yeah. But it's still, like, I, I don't think I'd pay that for, you know, 15 and 64 Because right now it's, what, $7 a month, $8 a month? Yeah. So that would probably move up to, I think, at least, like, 10 or... They'll steal all the well, old WWE 999 signs. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it moves to at least uh, 10 or 12 a month. Uh, and then you're charging, you know, whatever it is you want to charge a year. But yeah, for sure. Mo- moving on from this, finally uh, being done talking about the uh, direct here. What, I mean, you 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 told me that you started playing uh, Tales of Arise. Yep. I might be further in it than you. I'm not you quite sure. You probably are further than me. Um, I got I got the full party finally. Let's say that. Oh, I don't. I have not touched since the last time I told you that I was at um, the entrance of the third area. I have not touched it again. So uh, I'm cool to see that you have uh, now surpassed where I was. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about? I I really like it. Uh, I never liked the Tales games before. I always said the battle system was like really screwy. With the directional inputs, like up B is one move and down B, you know, that crap like that. Uh, this doesn't have that. I mean, it has some of that, but it's not like integrated like that importantly. Uh, I think it's just really fun. It's easy, kind of. Uh, the DLC makes it really game breaking, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah. I like the characters. I think it looks really nice. 
it holds its frame rate up pretty well. Uh, really great soundtrack. Like, really good. Um, yeah, overall, like, I'd say it's probably my JRPG of the year. Yeah, I will. I echo all those sentiments. Um, you know, I said uh, to Jens, like, this game looks absolutely uh, gorgeous for still being a PS4 and uh, Xbox title. Yeah. Um, they definitely have times where they want you to look at scenery. Yeah. Uh, and it shows it off. Um, I plays very smoothly. I didn't have problems with, uh, you know, any kind of frame dropping. Um, I love the uh, almost like fighting game, like assist. Uh, yeah. You have a kill. Have. Your character is going to, if you just press a button and when their meters in, they just kind of pop in for an attack. But all their yeah. attacks are kind of specialized. Like one guy or one girl, like, breaks armored people's shields or like mm-hmm. if an animal is charging you should like knocks them down which is like really helpful right law does that where he'll break the shield yeah but this you haven't got her yet but this other chick she like has a big ass shield herself oh the, pal- just, like, yeah, the paladin girl looking yeah um, oh yeah law does break the shields yeah she she's the one who like knocks people down when they're charging um and yeah like i do that insta kill move all the time because it's really easy to do <laughs> Yeah, and that's a, that's the thing too. The uh, if you it has the Final Fantasy uh, thirteen uh, break system where if you continually attack one character, it gets to a point where you can then press a button and they'll do this like instant attack, which obviously on bosses it doesn't instant, but the regular characters. So you know, I mean, it insta kills regular enemies, and yeah, that, that's how you basically kill bosses. Like you know, you have to do that move to like actually kill them. Uh, right. But it's not, like, hard to do. It's, I mean... No, yeah, it's thought, easy to do. It's funny, because, like, when I was playing, first started playing, like, I thought the, thought the hardest boss was the first one. I died on that guy, like, three or four times. Like, he's, like, I, a big... I, yeah. Big, uh, fat... Oh, because you have to deal with, um, the other thing behind Yeah, there's, like, it. flame elemental dude, you yeah. know, behind him. And then, ever since then, I've not died once. <laughs> yeah, I almost... Uh, died on the second one. I didn't. I didn't get close to dying on the first one, but the second one, uh, because he starts spamming his big attack at the end. That's close to dying. That is one thing I don't like. Is like every boss basically has like five, like four or five health sections, and once you get them down like their last section, they basically like just start spamming their ultimate attack over and over, (laughs) or you know, you basically can't hit them. Like it's so it's incredibly hard to hit them with like. Certain, most attacks. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a weird choice to just do the same thing. Like they go, uh, in, like the boss goes weird. in like a rage timer or like an overdrive mode. And exactly. It's funny because like your character has an overdrive mode, but it's so unreliable that I basically never use it. Yeah, I never used it for me. I actually don't even know how to turn it on. Like, no, it's, it's random. Okay, okay, it's random. So like then, I've had the AI characters, they do it. Yeah, the the I, law the law guy does it a lot actually. He like he's like the uh, one exactly. that does it. But uh, overdrive is like oh, uh, your special attacks don't require points to use. They can just use them all the time. And it's like if you press two buttons at the same time, you do like your ultimate attack. And I found that to be like extremely unreliable. Yeah, it's, I will agree on that. It's like okay, whatever button I'm trying to press here is not really working for me. Cool, man. And it, it kind of reminded me of East 9. Like, I didn't, I don't, yeah. 
like the guard or like evasion system at all. I think it's actually worse in this game than East Nine because like East Nine, I got eventually you can get it kind of dialed in. Uh this right. game I'm still having problems, or you know I'm, I'm still kind of a random crapshoot. Yeah, it feels like some of them uh, are way better at evading than others. Yeah, uh, like I use the Rinwell a lot, and she is not great at evading, whereas. Uh, Law or Shion are much better at evading. Like, they actually do a whole role. Yeah. You know. And I wish... I kind of wish... Well, I'll get into the DLC in a second, but I wish the uh, they gave you more of a reason to use different arts for, like, different abilities. I change them around all the time because I just get tired of using the same. I, I, I have, like, three. That's all I use. Or I, you know, because it's like, well, these are very effective, so why would I change to anything else? <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the thing is like you're saying, uh, I, both of us, I'm assuming you got the 401 code. Yeah. Okay. So both of us have, uh, review codes. Yeah. So, so they gave us, which again, this DLC is available for people that you can just buy it off the, off the gate. It's not like it's locked or whatever. But either way, it came with us uh, free with the codes. Well, we got so, the ultimate edition, so we got like right. a whole bunch of extra crap, and then we got like the like pre uh, the uh, pre order bonuses as well. Bonuses, yeah. Which, so like it includes... that's that's nothing. That's just like costume colors, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, the ultimate edition stuff almost breaks the game, and then I bought one other DLC pack, which definitely breaks the game. So oh, they have other DLC packs besides that one. Okay, yeah. I ha- I haven't okay so I have used like the moves that you get right yeah. which I'm sure those are the ones that you're into that are some of them are pretty um no no it's hot. like well the costumes tie into so the way the skills unlock in the game are you do certain activities or certain stuff and then it will like unlock a node on the skill map right which has like, five circles around it circle. and one will all, all automatically unlock and the other four you have to, like, unlock with your skill points. Right. And, like, once you fill out the note entirely, you get, like, a bo- like a passive bonus. Like, plus 10 to penetration or something like that. Mm-hmm. The DLC, the passive bonuses are, like, plus 52 attack. Which is a little nuts. And then... Yeah. Uh, you get, like, com- you get met skills from that, like, the, the arts that are, like, way more powerful than most of them. Uh, and... You get you get straight up items in the game that like break it. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I have an item like some of the ones that were like yeah, I, like, I haven't that... used any of the weapons on purpose. No, no, they aren't weapons. They're just weapon skins, so that's fine. No, All... those weapons do improve uh, stats. Oh, that uh, that that one that's there at the end for each of the characters that is like. If you use it from the beginning of the game, that's way better than any weapon you're going to get for a while. Well, I didn't... I mean, you mean like the green lightsaber thing? <laughs> yes, that. See, no, for me, it was a, a weapon skin, and that was it. It had that, nothing... If, no, if you do it as an... You can actually equip it. Not not oh. as an outfit. If You can actually equip it as a weapon. Oh, I should do that yeah. then. Uh, so, I mean, like, I think I, by the time where you are... You probably have a better weapon by now, but like where I am, that's still like the best. Not by much, mind you, but where I am in like the third area, you are. Uh, that is still kind of like the best weapons for you, but yeah. 
So, like, I have an item that straight up gives me double experience points. Ah, well, yes. <laughs> and double combat points, and or uh, double SP, which is, like, the skill points you earn. Right. So, like, double combat points, Not it's not combat, it's the, uh, like, healing point thing. Well, yeah, they, ca- they call it uh, cure, like, yeah. Points, cure points. Cure points, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, that stuff, like, breaks the game. And so... I'm, I have I have something that gives me double XP, and then I have like two other items that gives me like I think it's twenty percent more XP, and then maybe ten percent more as well, at least twenty percent. So it's like this is nuts. Like, and I still yeah. find the game like balanced. Actually, I mean, I'm just unlo- I I'm at the point now. I have so many nodes to unlock that I look at the map, and I, I just get lost. Like I'm yeah, it like, does get eventually where you have like a lot. To, I'm I'm just unlocking shit for the hell of it, you know, or just try, trying to fill up like I'm not trying to like min max a character because like, I I don't know how to do that in this game. <laughs> right. Um, I think like, for like the main guy, I have fifteen nodes to you know to, to like unlock stuff on, like the big ones. Yeah, and it's like th- this is nutty, like. <laughs> I mean, at least it, it leaves, it, you know, if you find things that you constantly want to upgrade, at least it gives you a lot of stuff to upgrade. So that's... Yeah. I would say, I mean, it's that stuff is gross, kind of, but I also don't mind. You know, hey, I got it, so I win. <laughs> yeah, I, to be fair, I, I, don't, I don't know how it is for you, but I don't feel like the enemies ever out of your reach just leveling normal. No. So. The, the two, well. Uh, there is one item I, w- I would like to get as the del- part of the DLC. You can only carry 15 items of, like, 15 yeah, potions that's at any a time. normal Tales thing, yeah. There's an item that gives you, like, 99. It's, like, you know, unlocks that. Uh, that's, that to me is when it gets to the, like, I get it, that's a normal Pop Fancy and all the other ones, you can do that, but Tales, it's made that way so that you don't just spam, spam yeah. healing items. Or there's, like, one... I, there's, I don't have it, or I have some of them, but like DLC to just get money in the game. And it's like, money yeah, is not they, an issue in this game. Well, it's not because if you uh, if you use the DLC, they give you a bunch of money at the beginning. No, I know, but I haven't used that. I mean, there's no, there's been no reason for me to use that. So the, the, that stuff has been unclaimed. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I have from, like, I've crafted weapons and art. I, I do that, I do that too. I mean, up to, up to the point where I don't have like the materials for like some some of the stuff, but exactly, like exactly, yeah. I have done I've done everything I can. I I haven't used any of the money stuff at all. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't even gotten close to running out of money because of the the money the, that they give you just from loading the, up the game. The 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 one thing I'll say also is there are two really you have side quests in the game. Like every town has a few side quests. Like, right. Oh, go kill these monsters! Or oh, I need this—you know—I need five apples or something like that. Right, the regular route side quests that you get in most so, RPGs. And like the first town you get, you come to, you have you get two side quests. One is to kill this like monster. Yeah, that's forty level forty-five that you're not. Gonna yeah, and you're like yeah. level eight. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's never happening. And then uh, another quest in the town is—I mean, it'll happen. Oh, eventually. the the hair the. Have a different outfit, guy. Yeah, yeah. And like the 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 test or the quest dialogue is like, uh, wait, talk for to him this to guy find and clothes. Right. Like, well, talk to this guy, and then he'll make an out. He'll try to make an outfit to impress Shion. And yeah, every time you talk to him, it's like, oh, come back later. And I was, I kind of looked online. I'm like, how long does this take? Or you know, 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, go back to him after you beat the game. And it's like, <laughs> really? what? Wow. It's like, you have a quest that you can't beat till you beat the game. Yeah, it's like, why is this quest in here at all? And it's like, oh, the reward is like 700 SP and like 1,000 gold. And it's like, Really? What? That's nothing. Yeah. You can't even, you get to a point where you can't even unlock a node with that. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, all, all the DLC nodes are pretty expensive. Yeah. Compared to like the regular ones. Uh, but they're all like really worth it. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'd much rather spend my SP on this stuff than the, oh, I got 10% more, you know, defense than a 50, de- 50 de- defense and, you know, so it's like, yeah, which is the better one to spend the stuff on? Well, I will say that I do like the fact that it lets you, um, it does encourage you to do more stuff in the game because you unlock nodes by that. Oh, yeah. So I like, like oh, that, yeah, if you, but... if you cook t- five times, you uh-huh. unlock a node, or, you know, yeah. if you do set, do nine side quests, a certain amount of weapons or yeah. um, armor, or whatever, it'll unlock a node for somebody or whatever. So, like, I really, I really do like that. It gives you an incentive to keep doing things because, uh, the far, if you do the farming thing in the third area, you'll unlock a node. So, yeah. Uh, so, or like you have yeah. to like find owls in the environment and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the owls, which Hoodle is, uh, you know, he's super cute. So you find more Hoodles. Yeah. Uh, in there. Yeah. I've, I've just, I've really been enjoying it. It's just my thing is I've had to go, um, well, I got, uh, I got Kina, so I've been playing uh, that as well, which I know Jens is uh, playing as well. Uh, I haven't probably played as much as Jens, but I have been liking it. It plays very much like a, almost like a Jack and Daxter uh, type game. Like it doesn't play like a modern. Uh, I- you know, I heard it has like a, a, a deliberately like old school feel, or you yes, know. it does. Um, the combat uh, gets hard if you play it on normal, and if you play it on the story mode setting, it doesn't. And there's a lot to go find, and it's puzzles to solve, and the rots are key. You can go and uh, find a bunch of them to continue to unlock things <laughs> for you. Uh, it's, I I've been enjoying it. I really enjoy the music. And the game looks great as as well, so I definitely think it's it's worth um, the money. But I can also see how some people that don't, if if that sort of going back to that kind of old school uh, platform revive does not interest you, uh, Kina will not do much for you in that that realm. Aside from the combat being hard, especially once you get to the bosses, so that's one thing to to note. Yeah. Um, you know, it is forty bucks on uh, PS5, so that at least it's not full price. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least it's not, yeah, at least it's not full price. Um, so, but I've I've been enjoying Kina. Uh, I've had to go back to. I finally had to just buy Lake on Xbox because it was just my computer was giving me too many problems. It was it was annoying just to freaking drive around one area without it just constantly would stutter. So I was like, all right, I'm done with this. I bought an Xbox and I had to basically spend the little bit of time that I had to play games after I hit Wednesday to get back to where I was on the PC version uh, so I could get a little bit further so I could write the the review and then get on with a lot of the other uh, games that I have to play along with Tales 
um, yeah. as well. So, uh, well, Kenai, I bought it. I didn't, uh, Ember Lab actually never, I, that's probably my fault because I didn't follow up with them, but I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'll just go ahead and buy it. When, when then, I send you the review code, you can just email that to me. <laughs> no, because that happened to me with um. There's another. There's a new uh, Pokemon uh, ripoff game called Nexomon. Well, it's not new. I think it's been on phones for a while, but it's like came to consoles uh, called Nexomon uh, from P Cube, and I had requested a code. And they didn't send, you know, Monday came by, nothing. So I went and looked on the eShop and it's $10. And I was like, ah, it's $10, whatever, I'll buy it, you know. And yeah. then all of a sudden, two days later, like on Wednesday, I finally get an email. Oh, yeah, hey, here's an Xbox code. I'm like, Great, really? <laughs> like, almost like five days later, I'm like, ah, it's okay. Just give it to somebody. Um, but, you know, that's just how this stuff works sometimes. Uh, yeah. You don't get responses, and then depending on what you want to do, you want to have So yeah, you know, it's that game is also uh, interesting <laughs> in what it does. Um, very much, uh, it does some different things. It does some different things from Pokemon, um, for the most part. But uh, you know, it's still very much uh, trying to be Pokemon <laughs> as well. Um, I do appreciate they give you like ten different starters that you can, or not just. The, uh, so that's uh, very much uh, appreciated, but yeah. Either way, I've I've been playing quite a quite a few things as I have to this long list of stuff to to go through and and get uh, reviews out. And then you know it doesn't help that we have stuff coming uh, pretty quick here in in October either. Uh, so you know I, I don't I know you've been playing Diablo two with the ends. Uh, Resurrect- yeah, we just played. Played it today, or played it tonight, because uh, we were going to play it, well, we were going to play it originally Wednesday, but I had a power outage, and then, right. well, it was funny, because, like, he, we got, I got, I grabbed the game, and then he was like, oh, let's play it at midnight, and then I downloaded it, and I'm like, this thing doesn't unlock until 13 <laughs> hours from now, and he, he was like, what? And then he looked it up, he's like, god damn it, because it unlocked, like, Thursday at, like, 11 a.m., or when, maybe Wednesday uh. at 11, or, yeah, no, it was Thursday at 11 a.m., so that's when I called them, like Thursday night, going like, "I don't have power. <laughs> like, we may have to hold this off for a day or two. Um, it's I I have known as I have no history of Diablo two. Like, I didn't play it. It you know it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. I never played it like when I was a kid. So I'm like, all right, yeah, it's a right. Hack, it's one of those. We're like low. I mean, we're like level eight or nine. Like we're almost done with like, the first act, but it has some weird. Well, I I think it's too dark personally. I mean, I think it might have just been like the howls like that back in the day. Uh it looks nice. Like especially the water effects look really pretty. Uh they did a good job, you know, Vicarious Visions did a decent job of porting that game up. Uh some of the interface is a little wonky though, or some you know, just kind of yeah, odd. I mean to be fair, it wasn't meant for consoles. <laughs> yeah. Well it's like you can hold you know, X to uh, equip a weapon, or you or you press X to equip a weapon, but you like, no, I think it's like you hold X, you press X to move a weapon, I, weapon around, but you have to hold it to like equip it. And I was like, why isn't this just a different button? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, he's playing. A, I'm playing the sorceress. He's playing the barbarian. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I think I like Diablo three more personally, but I'll keep at this. Or you know, yeah, I mean, there's there's modern accoutrements that are in Diablo three that are probably- yeah, like the potion system. You know, I think it's just yeah. insane in Diablo two personally, but <laughs> uh, yeah. I think two things I'll quickly mention. I'm playing WRC ten. Uh that's like ninety five percent WRC nine. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't uh bode well there. Yeah, so I'm, hey, my review is pretty short because I'm I the first thing I say in my review is, yo, look at my WCRC nine review and it's eighty <laughs> percent at the bare minimum of this game. The the one thing they add, like the one big thing is they have this like WRC history rally mode, like 50th anniversary mode. Okay. It's like, oh, you, you race on tracks and cars from, you know, the past 50 years of w, like World Rally Championship. Okay. Neat, cool. neat idea, except you have to unlock the goddamn races in the career mode. Oh, man. Like, you click on, like, the... Like, I I did one. The first one, like, in, like I think, like, the 1970s, some car, you know, racing around. I beat that. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I raced on like the regular career mode for a while. And then I was like, I wonder if let's try to do one more of those. And like you have to like for that for the first one I did, it was part of the career mode. And then I was like, oh, I have a second one coming up, but let me I'll just go back to the like regular main menu and see if there's any more. And there's not. I only unlocked the one mo- the one race. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you have to unlock these things in the career mode. That's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, That's it's almost really like uh, the Mario uh, Golf thing. Yeah. Of, hey, like, the, the mode you might want to really play, oh, hey, you're forced to play this career mode. Yeah. Like, I saw some other review, and the guy was like, oh, I did three of these races, but for some reason it went from, like, race one, like one two, and then five. Like He's like, I somehow skipped race three and four. And then... I went back to that review and I, I realized, like, oh, it's because, like, he didn't do them in the career mode. That's insane. Like, that they set it up that way. <laughs> like, why don't you just have the, like, 50th anniversary mode? It's already a separate thing, at least, like, in the main menu, kind of. Right. Have it be its own separate stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't get that whole point of oh, The people that do this, it doesn't make sense to me. Why force people to play a mode? That maybe they don't want to play to play the one that they do. Yeah. It's like create a mode, let people play in that mode. They don't have to be connected to each other. I mean, I get some people will might think that that's cool that of, oh, well, I, mean, I make progress in this mode and they, they should just do it both ways. Be like, if you want to do the WRC anniversary stuff in the career mode, you can do it. But also, hey, it's just all unlocked in the main menu. If you just want to go do some, like, 1981 rally race, go ahead. Or, you know, what does it matter? Like, you're not earning... Right. You you wouldn't earn money from that in, like, that mode. Or, like, you know, prestige or anything. So, who cares? Like, also, the same problem they had of that game last year. <laughs> the same issues this year. Like, no, no music. No, like, rewind system. It's hard. Uh, they don't have a way that you can use, like, Spotify or anything? I, I mean, I mean, you might be able to do it on like the PS5 like main menu, or you know, the system yeah. OS, but no. And it's all this like time trials. <laughs> well, I mean, that's rally. Yeah, but that's boring, you know. <laughs> or you know, have 
have rally cross at least somewhere in there, or you know. So yeah, it's, it's still the most like desolate racing game ever. <laughs> you see more people. Uh, oh, what's that? What's that one game? Oh, I you know you see more people in that SnowRunner game than you do in this thing. Really? There are crowds, like especially in the historical rallies, they're they're silent. They're just on the road, you know, or you know they're just on the on the uh, you know on the track. So it's like who. No screaming, no like no voice, no like song at all, except for your engine and your your driver barking turns at you. Really, and it's like, hey, I... it it doesn't need to be like Dirt Two soundtrack because I was like, I think that's just one of the greatest soundtracks ever, or even like you know an EA racing game soundtrack. But there's plenty of license free, royalty free music out there. You can slot into this thing, no problem, and. <laughs> No. Maybe that's the thing, is it's supposed to be desolate and it's make you like <laughs> think about your life or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> while you're while you're driving. Uh, no. or just you're supposed to appreciate the scenery or something. It, I mean, if anything, I think this game looks slightly worse than RC nine. Like I'm noticing a few more like visual imperfections in this thing than the last one. And I still can't turn off I, I was able to turn off most of it. I can't turn down the haptic I can't turn off the haptic feedback in the PS5 controller. Oh man. That's I I, really, I, yeah. I found a way to turn the vibration off, which is good because like that's like one of the worst physically playing games because like, the controller's rumbling all the time. So yeah. you, you you physically get tired holding the controller. If I turn that off, but like it still kind of makes a clutch or it makes a uh, weird feel like trigger feel, like when you shift gears and it makes like a noise. Right, it, it wants to make you feel like you're. Yeah, gears. and I I can't figure out how to turn that off. If you can, I'm not even sure if you can or not. But yeah, my, my review of w, WRC10 is yo, it's WRC9, but slightly worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they are stopping that franchise after next year. Oh really? I think okay. I've read that Dirt or like EA or Codemasters got the WRC franchise or like the you know the racing franchise or license okay so they might not be able to make a new wrc9 game after i think next year uh Uh, i mean that would make sense yeah the now oh yeah we just own everything (laughs) yeah also i i already told you but to to preview my wrc10 review there's about a good Pretty long paragraph of me ripping apart Dirt Five. <laughs> or I, I specifically say, I think, I think I say, uh, I now know why e, our Codemasters didn't send us a Dirt Five review code because uh, it's awful. <laughs> Dang. And I also I, mean, I go- heard a lot of like, oh, okay, this is decent or whatever, but I never heard. There is one. Or- there is one goddamn race type in that game. I think it's called Sprint. When you're in like these like very small cars with like big, big wings in the front, yeah. that is unplayable. Awesome. Like if you if you type in like Dirt Five, uh, sprint cars, like the first nine results you'll see is like the first race is impossible, or like the car instantly spins out, or you know the, the other cars are way too aggressive. You know that's like the yeah. first like nine results on Google. It's like. That's not yeah. great, you know. Yeah. What the hell? I I'd be I 
I played Dirt 5 on the PC. I beat that race by literally loading up a trainer and you know, going like, freeze all other cars. And then I won. And it's like, that's not, wow, what a great sense of accomplishment, you know? <laughs> and I think like that race is mandatory. Or, you know, if it's yeah. not, maybe not completely mandatory, but it's like way up there. So you like are kind of forced into doing it. It's like, I, I couldn't beat it. <laughs> I I, re- I played I did that like twenty times and you know I got like twelfth place nineteen times and like one time I got like eleventh and I'm like wow I'm really improving my skills here. <laughs> and the last thing I'll mention is I didn't I haven't played it but I did get a uh, lost judgment code so that's cool. Oh, you did get the lost judgment code? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Un- unfortunately, I could not uh, play Sonic the Fighters like that I wanted to, but. I will when I start playing the game. There you go. Let's see how that. Is. It won't be my my game of the year. Won't be Lost Judgment. It'll just be Sonic the Fighters from Lost Judgment as my game of the year. Okay, moving along here from all these games that uh, we have played. At least you played some stuff, and you know Nintendo gave us when a lot I, of talk about there. When I had power, yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah. When you had power, uh, that is a uh, big necessity. There. Yeah. Um. So. Speaking of uh, several things that we already uh, mentioned here, I'll just go ahead and get this uh, out of the way since we talked about Diablo 2 uh, Resurrected. Again, just like I mentioned when we talked about the Call of Duty last week, this has nothing to do with the uh, lawsuit and, and the terrible things that happened to many of the workers there. This is about the dev teams and people that are working on those games, it's not like they're going out there and telling everybody to boycott or whatever. They're still making those games, and they have nothing to do with um, with what happened. And Vicarious Visions has nothing to do with what happened either. Um, so that's why I'm okay with us talking about Diablo. Nobody's forgetting about the lawsuit. In fact, we're going to talk about something that has to do with the lawsuit. Uh, because more people from uh, Blizzard have left, again, due to... Uh, things that have to do with the lawsuit. Um, Overwatch executive producer Chaco Sunny uh, has is going to leave Blizzard. Um, he has been with the company for five years, and he actually came from Santa Monica Studio. Um, so, I mean, going from Santa Monica Studio to go and work on Overwatch is a big deal. And then, you know, not only that, but Blizzard's chief legal officer and senior vice president Claire Hart has resigned as well due to um, the lawsuit and everything. Uh, he or uh, Claire worked, uh, you know, three years of uh, make, helping make World of Warcraft, and you know, it's just you're probably going to see this a lot more. You're going to see a lot more people leaving. Um, it's it's part of what happens. As this investigation continues. Uh, you know, as Bobby Kotek goes on record saying that they are complying with the investigation, whether they're not. I mean, sure, he's going to, and he's been subpoenaed by the freaking uh, government at this point. Uh, so, I mean, now the, the actual government is getting involved in this. That's how bad this is for Activision Blizzard, which, again, most of this is Blizzard, uh, not Activision, but they're still a unified company, so it's still under everyone's watch, regardless of whatever company you actually represent. And again, all of these things are absolutely awful. What happened? Here, here's and, a yeah. here's a question: 
Do you ever see the realm of possibility where Activision cuts off Blizzard? They've already basically put all their eggs into one basket, right? Of Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, as, like, you know, a subsidiary, to just say, you guys are now independent, you're on your own. Maybe if the, if this turns out really bad. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I don't know that at this point they see it as a, it's everything that is saying Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Like, I don't think that that is really going to save them. Yeah. If they did that, like, well, it would, it would, I mean, it would, I, well, I think it would save Activision to an extent because, like, they're not the one, I mean, they're being dragged into this now, but they weren't the perpetrators necessarily. But, right. I mean, I just look at, like, Blizzard as, like, while still going, kind of, but, like, they're, you know, they were a huge profitable part of that company and now they're not. Yeah. I mean, they're all it's all in on Diablo Four to and Overwatch to whenever that's yeah. gonna come out now. But like that's it. That is it for them. Like uh well, they'll dig up StarCraft uh ghost and do the re release of that. I, I don't, I don't know that bringing that back at this point is really gonna help you. I no. mean like like Hearthstone's at the point where I don't hear anyone ever talking about that. I mean, like outside of you know the hardcore Hearthstone, whoever the, whoever's in the hardcore Hearthstone community, which again, uh, Blizzard themselves ruined that when they signed that deal with uh, uh, YouTube, yeah, to take them off Twitch. So that ruined that uh, as well, and it hurt Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch, um, you know, I don't know nope. what. I mean, Overwatch 2, I mean, the guy just left, first of all. That's not great. Yeah, I mean, they were getting help with the, the having the Overwatch League and everything else and, and all all that. But, like, I'm sure that puts a stain on, on this, on that part as well. And not to mention Call of Duty has their own league and everything else. So, yeah. Which I'm sure will get reinvigorated now with the new game. So that's. I mean, I, I, I mainly just ask because, like, the big thing that WoW, or the big, the big thing Blizzard used to bring to the table is WoW. You know, think about that. Like, millions of people playing, you know, paying $15 a month or, you know, having a six month, you know, subscription for, I think it's like 90 bucks or whatever, like that. Right. They're not bringing in the numbers anymore. Like, that, WoW probably, I mean, it still has millions of players, but compared to what it was, you know, even five years ago, or even, like, two, say, holy Christ. No, they're not. And, I mean, there's still a lot of people that are working on WoW, and I'm sure that they're still getting enjoyment out of that, but it's, like you said, I mean, it's really down to the people that are just, that's, I mean, it's hardcore, it, and that's it. Even, like, the hard, like, I follow a few, like, uh, while well, streamers on like YouTube, like Asma Gold and Bellular, and like even that, they, they are not even playing WoW anymore, or you know, well, that's not because of WoW the game, that's more because of what happened. No, that's because of WoW the game, <laughs> right? But some of that they also stated, uh, well, Bellular, sure, but not Asma. I mean, it's just because like WoW is in such a bad place at the, at the moment that it's like, I they don't want to play the game, they find you know. Final Fantasy fourteen is actually a rewarding and fun experience. And WoW yeah. is literally like a goddamn job, you know? 
Right. It, when when a game becomes a job, that's not that's not in trouble anymore. So yeah. Um, it, you know that's the thing for me is just I I wonder if that they would get to that point of dumping Blizzard because they don't really have anything else to offer. But I mean, does Activision go and start? Uh, you know, I was reading a thing from a Sony uh, movie exec that says that all this. M&A that we've been seeing in video games recently is only the tip of the iceberg. It's going to keep happening because movies have gotten to the point where you're not going to really see any more major mergers, honestly. I mean, there's not a whole lot more you can really do. You've seen so many freaking mergers um, yeah. from these big companies. What's next is video games doing. Right. And could Activision decide to dump Blizzard and go after another company to kind of buff up their portfolio besides Call of Duty and uh, and obviously the mobile stuff with King and all that? Sure, I guess they could do that. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like they're still going to let see what happens with Diablo 4 and see what happens with Overwatch 2 before they just cut their losses unless... Bobby Kotick gets put under some huge pressure or something, but I, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, again, it's not really, even though, yes, we associated with Blizzard, right? That those are, that's the main perpetrator in this whole issue. It's now like a, just an entire, it's a whole company thing. And yeah, when the government also gets involved, that's not a great sign, you know? <laughs> yeah, removing Blizzard at that point is not going to keep people from, being put into the line of fire of this, uh, you know, that's not going to like help you save face and, oh, well, we're not going to go after you now. You got rid of Blizzard. Yeah. That's, that's not going to do it. So, you know, it, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But again, like you're going to see probably more people, uh, unfortunately, leave uh, while this whole thing is going on because you're going to find out more things or, there may be things that are going to get found out if this person stays on while more investigations happen. So, yeah, sadly, that's the way a lot of these things kind of go sometimes. Speaking of another company that has been investigated before, Quantic Dream, uh, which, you know, I should note that, that they have been investigated before for their own kind of harassment and everything. So uh, David Cage is not absolved of that either uh, in this. But they have come up in the news again because. There are heavy rumors from Kotaku, Video Games Chronicle, and others that they have a Star Wars game in development uh, that is not just like Star Wars Detroit Become Human. It's actually more action-oriented than that. And also that they there might be some multiplayer element to it as well. I mean... Like, what do you, like, and even have, like, some open world stuff. It's not just going from person to person, doing dialogue trees and everything else. Like, what do you think of, like, Quantic Dream doing a Star Wars game and then kind of, like, going outside of what they do to include more things? Do you think this could work? Are you interested in this? Uh, they don't do good action. That's kind of my first thought. And did you play, you play Detroit Become Human, right? Or no? Yes. Did you finish it? No, I did not. Did you get to the point where uh oh, this is pretty late in the game. Did you get to get to the point where the uh caregiver robot 
I forget the guy's name, Jesse something. He's like walking slash dancing down the road and like pointing at other robots and like turning them, you know, against people. No. Okay. No. Well, that happens in the game. It's really stupid. Uh, the only <laughs> the, the only thing I want this StarCraft game or it's not StarCraft, the Star Wars game to do is I want that I want that scene in Star Wars, but it's just Han Solo dancing to that stupid on solo song from Connect Star Wars <laughs> and like killing star killing stormtroopers just by dancing at them. Uh but aside from that, uh no, I, I don't want this. <laughs> you don't want that. I, I think it could be interesting being able to do I like the fact that if it is, I like the fact that we're getting like different Star Wars games for different people. That's interesting that we're going this route. Uh it I seems mean, like yeah, all all the Quantic Dreams games are very linear. Yeah, that's fine. Well, not if they're open world or have open world sections. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, but you can still have like a linear story and then have some open world stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, I I, I don't know. I just want them to make like their weird visual novel games, and that that be the end of it. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just want to see what they could do with a Star Wars game if this indeed I, is happening with the second I, I, I want to see like the nineteen input command to turn on your lightsaber. It's like yeah. hold up, press R two, hold left, press press L three, and circle at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, they did build that. They did come out with that second studio, so it would make sense to. If you're going to do that, it's you must be working on some big game. Star Wars is a pretty big franchise to be doing that with. So, see, I think the problem with Star Wars, well, the problem with what you're talking about is like in a vacuum. I mean, the more companies doing Star Wars games, fine, but like if they're not good or if they're really weird, like the Star Wars license got super weird around the PS1 and PS2 era. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> I want there to, be, to basically be like one shooting game, like one space game. We already got that with that X-Wing first TIE Fighter reboot. Right. One event, one action game. We got that with uh, the last, you know, the recent Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. One uh, RPG. We got that with KOTOR. And one shooting game, like first person shooter. And we already got that with whatever the hell, the, the dice game. Yeah. That'd be it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you're saying. You already got those, so why not expand to more avenues for Star Wars? Because like you got you the Darth like, Vader VR thing, which was, de- you know, pretty decent. Because then you get, like, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi, like a Star Wars fighting game. <laughs> or, you know... Well, no, I don't think you need to go that far. <laughs> like, that's just... But, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Star Wars has a rich narrative that you could say take some of these more you know out of the out of the normal realm of of Star Wars fandom and be able to tell that story in a game and then maybe that gets people to buy those books or, or see whatever, like you know? I guess in my dream scenario pardon the pun is I would like Quantic Dream to do like a Star Trek game personally okay like a game that's like and like, think about like them doing like a next generation game like very heavy on talking or decision making, 
and there's like parts of action here and there, but right. it's mostly like Picard telling Worf like, "Oh, your your Klingons are so honorable and shit like that," you know, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, that's just me. I mean, if I if I if I could do something like that, that or had that power, be like, "All right, go for it." But I think that I think just as a concept or just as like a franchise, Star Wars is too action heavy for that to really for Quantum to do that justice. But who knows? I could be wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't want to judge them on. I mean, I guess I, I judge them on their past four or five games that I've played. So, no, yeah, obviously, I mean, that's all you can do. Uh, but I want to hope that they can uh, make, make something from using that, what they've done before, and be able to take that and make Star Wars and add yeah. on to that and not just. Oh, this is Star Wars in our formula. So right, hold R one. You know, keep pressing it and press X to shoot blaster gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So moving along from one franchise to another, we talked about Perfect Dark earlier, and it would it show up on the uh, Switch Online thing? Perfect Dark, the actual initiative version of Perfect Dark, is back in the news again because Crystal they have. Enlisted Crystal Dynamics to help them make the game, uh, and then perhaps I guess make it come out faster, uh, or just get it done, or whatever the issue is with it. I, what do you think about this? There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, you never have this with a third-party studio. This is it shows that it's really bad, and and everything else." But and you're also bringing an experience that you know they are. Were the ones involved with Tomb Raider? I mean, where do you kind of lie on this? Is this like, is this actually really bad, or do we need no? To wait on that? I mean, Crystal Dynamics is mostly good, uh, aside from obviously uh, Avengers. So, and per- to be fair, they, they've been improving in that. Yeah, but you know, putting lipstick on a pig doesn't make it better. <laughs> uh, I mean, the initiative is a new company; they might not just have the the people to fully make the game you know like yeah i mean and if you're microsoft then you can do that yeah and bring in crystal dynamics to help you i mean why not right and crystal dynamics could probably use the work you know yeah or at least to get some of that team off i'm sure there's still a team working on avengers Avengers? yeah but i think about them on something else think about like square because you know how anti-western companies they are like about right. how Tomb Raider is a huge financial blunder, and you know they Hitman failed, and they you know they sold that company yeah. off, or you know. So I'm sure Crystal Dynamics is thanking their stars that this is happening at the moment. Yeah, that's some, but I think this is. I don't know. I just don't think this is like this big old. Whenever when they did like change directors and everything out of the blue, and uh, you know, so I think. We should also look at that and say, I mean, this is, a, like you said, a new company having to take a, an old franchise and try to figure out what they want to do with it and what to keep from the original and then what they need to change. It's not always as cut and dry as that, you know, game dev is hard. So I think we should give them the opportunity well, to see what happens. Think, think about, I mean, I would say, think about, like, when you boot up an Assassin's Creed game, 
how many yeah. goddamn Ubisoft logos there are in that thing. <laughs> right, yeah. How many Ubisoft teams have to work on that game? Like, practically no AAA game comes out with, like, one studio making it, and that's it. Yeah, there's so much outsourcing that happens. You know, yes, it's not a huge third-party studio doing outsourcing or whatever to, uh, you know, a, a newer studio. Like, you know, even even Sony does with the God of War, that, that outsourcing happens. Yeah. But I guess because it's not on that scale, everybody's going to go crazy about it. And I think it's, like, just... Let's like cool the jets on that before we go nuts about it. Yeah. Speaking of, thank you for giving me the uh, great segue of Ubisoft. Perhaps, again, give a credit. They continue to work on their old franchises and they don't stop, I guess. Even uh, when everyone demands they do. <laughs> well, technically, they did add content to the crew too. Or whatnot. So there is the people data mining are assuming because of certain projects and and other images being uploaded that there might be perhaps there was a sequel plan or I guess another sequel uh, to the crew two. So then there would have been a crew three or perhaps there is a crew three. I no, no. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why you need to. But... I mean, I, I would say like I really want to the... know who still plays the crew too. That I, I would say like Watchdog to to draw a comparison. Like Watchdogs one, not a good game, at least in my opinion. Uh, right. Watchdogs two vastly improved upon it. Like I really right. liked Watchdogs two. The Crew 1, not a good game. The Crew 2, also not a good game. Like, how many times did you throw money at the window to go, wait a second, why do we why do we keep doing this? <laughs> they have to have some fan base that just keeps playing that game. Like, I don't I don't know what what you're you're looking at that tells you like is it just okay, well we need to have something in the racing genre, so we're just gonna keep building on this? Like, I mean, they have the to fun- have a games and service for every kind of genre possible. The funny thing is, is, like, they had Test Drive. Or, yeah. you know, they have Driver. And they have make make another Driver goddamn game. You can make a shitty series based on it. Make a, make a uh, game. Well, no, because you know. Driver is a different kind of game, right? Driver is more of a, I guess, narrative single-player thing. Yeah, but, I mean, they could have... They could just throw in racing and Driver, you know? And, they, well, hell, San Francisco had racing in it, so... I th- I think it's more of like they see the crew as if we can get this right, this is another cash cow for us. Like another thing that we can use, like for honor, like Rainbow Six, uh, Seas. Like uh, you know, now they did the extraction thing from that. Um, what else do they uh, do this with? Uh, the Trackmania, uh, all that. That's another one. Like, yeah, make another Trackmania game, or, you know. Well, I mean, that's the thing, is they just keep wanting to update Trackmania instead of uh, doing that, and that's like, well, okay. I mean, obviously, this doesn't mean that they are going to, in fact, make another sequel to the crew. It just means that at some point, there was I, I, a thought. I'm here to tell them, don't make us another sequel to the crew. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, make, a Ray, think, make a Rayman racing game, so you say, screw it. <laughs> I think that's one where you, you could definitely just Leave it out, and it'd be fine if you didn't 
Yeah. But seriously, if there's somebody out there that's a huge The Crew fan, please reach out to me on Twitter at WTimson or at Reach out, to, reach out to me, and I'll send you ten bucks. You can buy a better, different racing game. Here's this thing called Forza. Here's this thing called Drive Club. Here you go. I don't think that's the problem for some people. They just want to play the crew too. I guess. So. I just, I just want to know who is a huge fan of. of the, remember, uh, oh, what was? Remember they had that uh, snowboarding or like extreme sports game. Yeah, like I forget what the hell it was called. But that is like exactly their like the Ubisoft mindset. Is like as long as they have like nine different racing disciplines in this game, it'll be fine. Steep. Yeah, that was at steep. Yeah. What a banger that was. Well, that's what they're trying to do with Riders Republic now. With, with the Take gospel version of Steve. Yeah, with the gospel version of Amish Paradise in it. <laughs> yes, that. But it's like well, I I don't like game design like that. Just as I mean. In a vacuum, because it's like it's not focused at all. It's like you don't have any one event to be great because they're all middling to fair, you know? Right. Like the car racing in, in like the crew two is like serviceable enough, but it's not exciting or like. Yeah, but then they have all thrilling. the other like flying and the boat and all Yeah, this, and it's and like, it's like bogged on shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's too much, but. I mean, just make. I mean, they can barely make a good racing, like car racing game. Focus on that one first, and then you can add any other shit later on. Yeah, it's more like, oh, let's just distract you with the bright lights and the whatever, and so you don't realize that you're playing kind of a ah, okay, yeah, racing game. Yeah, whatever uh, floats your boat uh, on that. <laughs> uh, so going on from here. Um, Apple has further, you know, Epic said they were going to keep going for it. Well, Apple's like, oh, you are. Well, then here, here is what we have to say to that. Uh, Epic is, Apple said it's not even going to let Fortnite back on the App Store at all until this whole thing with Epic is complete. Uh, I mean, at this point, does Epic care? Uh, uh, I mean, well, I mean, obviously that's the whole. They thing. care. That's I mean, the whole I don't. I don't think that they're doing this. I'm just. I'm really joking. I don't. But, I don't think Apple cares. I mean, they're like whatever. Like you know. Well, no, Apple doesn't care because they have a. They have other games that they uh, pull from or, or whatever. I like this thing has not been great for Epic. Apple has won on nine uh, out of ten know, <laughs> and nine out of ten counts out of this whole thing and just. Epic keeps digging themselves in a bigger hole, and I don't know, man. I, I can see this going the way of where you fight this, fight this, fight this, and you get nothing. Yeah. I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I don't I don't feel bad for Epic at all. Trust me, I don't. That's a big company fighting a big company. Uh, to eat your own on that, if that's what you want to do. But, dude... Come well, on, it's fu- it's funny because Epic act Epic acts. So they're trying to frame this as like, oh, we're the little guys against the big guys, and it's like, yeah, you're really the little guys. Huh? Yeah, you're the ones <laughs> that steal concepts out of every other game that gets popular and then puts it into Fortnite. Yeah, and then acts like, oh, you got, oh, well, that's that's totally okay. We can do that. That's not patented or whatever. Yeah, it's not, but there's like ethical things that should go into that. Yeah, you know of like. 
man, really? That's what we're doing? Cool. That's how we keep this game afloat? Awesome. Let's just do that then. Yeah, Epic's one of those poor multi-billion dollar companies, you know? Yeah, we should... Uh, Apple's, Apple's just holding them... Apple's just holding those guys down. Yeah, uh, Apple... Oh, yeah. Apple's just holding you guys down, dude. Come on. That's... That's what we... uh. Yeah, Fortnite's only made nine billion dollars. I can I can see Tim Sweeney right now having to having to get the change pick the change out of his uh, pockets every every morning off his yacht. <laughs> yeah, not a not a great uh, thing for them. Yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't know how to transition uh, from this honestly, but at least. Moving from from this case, which I I don't feel bad for them at all about, to AEW uh, getting a weird uh, something that I don't think anybody would have thought would happen. Of just we're talking about Owen Hart, who you know sadly passed. Um, you know, wow, in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, May of 1999, so it's been, what, like 20? 22. Yeah, 20, wow, 22 years since. 23, yeah. Uh, yeah, that happened. Um, You know, it's insane to me that, like, people are, he made such a, a difference in the, in the wrestling landscape that for years, WWE has always tried to, you know, get him put into the, you know, into the game, the, the Hall of Fame. All fairness to her, you know, Martha had to go, or yeah, Martha Hart had to go through so much crap um, because it was negligence on WWE's fault of why he uh, passed in the first place, to be honest. And so she never made a deal to allow WWE to really be able to. Uh, you know, honor his legacy um, at all. And so now you get a, a, a thing that apparently they have reached an agreement for AEW to be able to do that in their game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, wow, you know? <laughs> well, She'll get. I mean, it's not. I don't think her personally, but the the Hart family will get a nice, probably a nice, decent paycheck out of this. Well, I don't know. It's about the money. Is no, no. I'm not excited about that. But like, she's. I mean, she rightly still holds WWE responsible. So. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And they, they, I don't think like they have really. I mean, they kind of apologized, but like you know, in a half-assed way. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know how long or if how that went or what i mean i know that like vince tried to do a like hey let's i'll pay you know a money thing basically yeah ever or certain period or or whatever and i I think martha i i'm not sure how that went down i don't want to speak on things i don't really know about but it's like i don't yeah i don't blame her at all i mean again it's wwe that's wwe's fault of why this happened so I'm sure she's also looked at other things that AEW has done, like right. positive things, like yeah, no. CM Punk or uh, I forget the guy's last name, Brody Brody Lee. Yeah, Brody Lee. 
Um, yeah. You know, yeah, they have done great thing, uh, great things for you know wrestlers that have gone through some some stuff as well. I think it's it's also a, uh, unfortunately it's one of those it's a way to stick to WWE as well, right? Go yeah. against your the biggest rival that you can no 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 no. Now, now, according to Vince, AEW is an arrival. <laughs> I said biggest rival that they possibly could have at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, of course, Vince is not. And to be fair, I mean, whatever. But, like, uh, I, wrestling has just gone. I mean, it's cool that this is happening and AEW is getting all this great talent together right now and making it kind of a really – interesting tv to watch but i'm still not it to me it's wrestling i feel like has gotten even more secular and niche than it was years ago now um but regardless it's cool that owen is going to be able to i guess have his um time to be given a tribute in a video game yeah um weird that it's in a company he never worked for uh, but obviously, this is about honoring wrestling as a whole, period. And that's understandable, and that's cool. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just wish at some point, you know, Owen could have his be in the Hall of Fame thing. But that's another thing for a different podcast about video games. Yeah. But, yeah, just it's interesting, at least, that that is a thing that happened. AEW was able to get... Um, Owen Hart to be in, in their video game. There's that. Hopefully that is not... I don't know that I would be cool with that being used as a selling point to put on like the back of the box or whatever, but... I- I'm going to say that's not going to be in the back of the box. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> you know, Including every uh, every box. Owen, help, Owen Hart DLC code. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Uh, well... One thing that I, when we were talking about the, the having 64 games and Genesis games come to uh, the Switch Online, one thing that's been weird for this week is all these like old game announcements or things that could be happening or, yeah, <laughs> that this has been a week for that uh, this week. So, Included in that is obviously this has been a thing that's kind of been rumbling around since that whole thing with the PS3 store of technically there was something that was inside the PS4 that, uh, you know, the PS4 could have a uh, dead battery. Yeah, the CMOS battery, like the clock battery could die. And then if it did, it would wipe out your PS4, essentially. Exactly. So we're make it to where, you know, your PS3 can no longer play the PS4 games. So apparently with a firmware patch, the 9.0 PS4 firmware update, uh, that was fixed. So I guess now your PS4's internal clock cannot just die. Well, the clock will die, but the games will still run, and you can still get, like, trophies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like, you know, they won't have, like, a date and a time on them, but who cares? Yeah, Uh, so, yeah, my PS4 with a dead battery, games are no longer crashing on startup, and I can even earn trophies, although the trophy earning dates will be blank. Yeah. So. I mean, I view this as good, because, I mean, people like to have the PS4 on probably for a while. 
Yeah. And you can't, I mean, you can kind of replace that battery, but it involves a lot of work. <laughs> exactly. I mean, to be fair, at least this way, it's not like the PS3 where uh, that PS3 is gone. You don't have any way to play those games. At least if you get a PS5, you can't play your PS5 uh, games. That's a plus that way, at least. Yeah. One of the cool things that, um, you know, had come out of this week is that, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is a beloved game. Uh, when you think about fighting games, it's probably one of the ones that come up uh, quite a lot. Uh, yeah. As far as, you know, if you're looking at, like, the history of fighting games, period. And, you know, there's a company called uh, Digital Eclipse that has been involved with Disney and Capcom in various uh, formats, whether it's for the Disney Afternoon Collection or Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. And they even did the digital-only port on the 360 and PS3, which obviously got taken down to one. So I think I bought that, if I'm not mistaken. I really need to go through that. The, th- the 361? Or... Yeah, 361. I, I definitely have that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, There's even a quote in here of uh, someone from the studio saying that they feel like they've been part of the divorce between uh, Capcom and Disney. Um, even though, you know, again, Capcom and Disney have worked together on various uh, different things, they're I mean, wanting to spearhead getting this to work. Yeah. Okay. I guess my question is, I mean, from what I've read about, it like, could be like a rights issue. But like, what is the difference between this game and like Marvel vs. Capcom 3? As far as no. like, the rights go, especially now. I mean, Disney owns everything. <laughs> Well, I mean, people want this one because it's the no, no, the, I no, like one of the things I saw is like one of the hurdles was like, oh, it's like a rights issue with Marvel vs. Capcom two. They said, okay, you have to imagine a lot of those rights issues came with Marvel vs. Capcom three when they re- put that out like a, like a year or two ago. Uh what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, if anything, you think it'd be easier now? <laughs> well. No- Yes, they probably. It's more of like, do they want to go through all the hoops? That, but uh, I mean, the the hoop is one Disney. Right. <laughs> the hoop. The, there are two hoops. It's Disney and Capcom. I mean, the hoops like a few years ago would have been like you know Fox Disney, or, or you know Fox Disney maybe like Sony probably. Uh, yeah, maybe like one or two more. I mean, I guess there might be still an issue with with like Spider Man and Venom. But two characters, I mean, you know, right. that's not like the biggest hurdle ever. And like I said, Marvel's Capcom 3 had both those characters. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, believe me, I want this game. I, w- I would have right, to pay for would they Would they have to make Spider Man Venom exclusive to the PS version or whatever because of that? Or, uh, well, I mean,. If it came down to that, they could just release it for PlayStation platforms. I mean, yeah. Or well, I, mean, more... they, I guess they could do that, right? They could just remove Spider-Man and Venom from the Xbox version. Just add um, in two more Wolverine characters and call the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Like Disney owns it all now, so like, what? I I think it's it's not necessarily a it's that it's a rights issue. It's a does Disney think that they can make money with it? I mean, you know? uh, like, not the money they want, but also the the risk isn't like they don't have to pay for it. I mean, I would think like 
Digital Extreme would do that, or so you know, Capcom would probably point at the money and go, "Hey, this will cost three million dollars for us to make. Whatever money is made, we'll earn that first, and then after that, we'll divvy this up." Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. It's more about would these companies feel like it's worth it for them I think, to do this? I mean, I think for Capcom, definitely worth it because it's not oh, like no. yeah. <laughs> In- Infinite didn't Capcom. exactly sell, set the world on fire. <laughs> right, and that's another thing, too. Of Would Disney be okay with letting um, this just be what it is and yeah. not try to, you know, stick their their nose in it and be like, oh, well, there has to be some kind of tie to the MCU and there has to be other yeah. this and you have to include new characters. I mean, that's the thing, right, is like, well... They could do this and then make perhaps add more characters to it and make it its own thing that you're updating. And well, they could, they could make it literally like they could have like original and then like remix mode and then go like, hey, the original's here, but the remix mode where you can play as like Captain Marvel or you know Hawkeye, and then you can add in like other Capcom shit. Like here you go, also. Yeah. That's what like. That's what Infinite was supposed to be. You know, they were going to go like, oh, it's like the it's like the platform. You know, you'll play it infinitely. And then, like, it came out and no one played on it. And they're like, oh, shit. We had, <laughs> we released, like, two DLC characters and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I... It's, do you follow, I mean, I don't think you really follow fighting game streamers or anything like that. No, I don't. The dude, I mean, I don't really mind him, but his name is uh, Maximilian Dude. D O O D. Right, that's when the dude is great. Yeah, yeah. Is. and he's like the one, he was like the one guy going like, "Oh, Infinite's good," and then he kept saying like, "Oh, they're going to completely overhaul Infinite, and they're going to add in like X Men characters and Fantastic Four, and that never happened." <laughs> well, yeah, it didn't happen because it didn't uh, do well. You know. Like, well, he said it like he said it like a year later, like after it already came in like bomb. He was like, "Oh, they're going to bring it back, and it's going to be like this whole big reinvention of the game. It'll be you know." They're going to, like, apologize and make good on it. And then it's like, no, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah. They didn't. So, but I, I feel like there is something there for them. It's just, will Disney want to put the that money and that time towards it and, and be able to dot all the I's and T's and everything else they got to do uh, for them to make it lucrative? Like, I don't know how Disney thinks when it comes to these video games. Um, but they obviously know that it's an important, you know, market for them, but how much would they want to make out of this and how much, yeah, matter, you know, I mean, they are sitting there putting money into, or at least allowing the, these, uh, collections to be made for like Aladdin and Jungle Book and all that. And then releasing, you know, the same game on Genesis and then turning around like a year later and releasing this SNES version of it and everything else. So, I mean, I guess, why not? If you're doing it with these kind of games that are not, you know, they're not going to set the world on fire. There's something that's like, eh, okay, cool, a nice little nostalgic memory or whatever. But Marvel Scapcom 2, that could really just light that up again i mean th- think about how using that at um you know evo, evo and other yeah. fighting game conventions i mean again and, and breathing new life into that game i mean that's amazing to me yep i don't know 
Which means they probably won't do it. <laughs> probably not. Uh, yeah, that, that's a thing to mention. They um, they actually made it to where they the Jungle Book and Aladdin is also a DLC pack if you bought the other collection now for ten dollars. Yeah, or you can just buy the entire collection on your PS PC, PS4, Xbox One, or Switch for thirty bucks. Um, okay. Uh, most of those games aren't good. <laughs> so, no, they're not. Uh, I do have fond memories of playing the crap out of Lion King and Aladdin when I was a kid. So, uh, I have fond memories of Aladdin on the Genesis, but not the Lion King because that was terrible. No, that game was hard, uh, or just unbearable. But I'm just saying, I guess I wouldn't say fond, I just say like, have you have memories? Of that <laughs> say that. Yeah, like, of just quitting, I don't know how many times. But I just couldn't get past this part because it was just evil. But thanks. Um, a game that I do, both two games that I absolutely love are Clona, or Clonoa, however you say it. Um, there possibly Bandai Namco is going to make a collection or perhaps a like remastering uh, of these games, and I would absolutely love for that to be the case. Um, I loved the, of course, the PlayStation uh, One game, and then of course that was another one of those games that got a pretty, pretty good uh, GBA uh, sequel too. Um, man, it, you know, forget the Weavers or, or whatever. Uh, but I, I, I love those two games. I would love to see them get a collection or some kind of remastering or whatever. Man, that. Uh, that would be a dream for me. I'm a big platform person, so I'm I would totally be down if Ben and Emka wanted to do something that has to do with Klonoa. Um, yes, make it happen, Cap or Ben and Emka. Let's do it. Let's let's make this happen, please. My only yeah. history of Klonoa is he was in like Marvel vs. Cap or uh, Namco X Capcom. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. That was a thing. Yeah, <sighs> and. Also, apparently, beta prototypes of the original Xbox and Dreamcast have come to light. Yep. Uh, 349 Xbox prototypes, 135 Dreamcast prototypes. Um, a lot of like preview, preview discs or like review copies. Right. Uh, but there was some stuff in there that like never got out. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Yeah, like the He Man Defender of Grayskull. American Idol, um, uh, Red Star, World Rally, Red Star, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's funny because I have on my Xbox like a a, like a unreleased game like on my debug kit. Yeah, that that, like no one has any clue about. (laughs) Yeah, and then well, you got to download that um that Starcraft Starcraft thing. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, that's cool when you can always find little treasures like that. I mean, it's stuff that, like, probably nobody will care that much about, but it's still not yeah. neat when... Mo- you know, modern vintage gamer liked it. He made a video, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, le- at least there's that, you know, so... At least, um, like, the Dreamcast stuff is, like, easy to play. You can just burn it to a disc. Like, the right. Xbox stuff is a tad harder. <laughs> what makes it... um Xbox actually has copy protection, or you oh, know, okay, okay. unmodded like an unmodded Xbox. You can't just do that. Any Dreamcast can play any damn discs. So, 
I do remember people saying that. Yeah, that that was a thing. A Dreamcast could play a disc. Um, I think like the very like latest revision, like they kind of they tried to stop it, but by then it was like way too late. <laughs> yeah. So all right, I think that will. Oh uh, well, yeah. This this isn't game news. It's more media news. But did you yes. see the Doctor Who news? Yes, I sent it to you in the little chat we have with the ends. Oh, I didn't um, see that. But Russell T Davies is back doing Doctor Who to make it great again. He's going to add Trump? No, no. no. <laughs> Damn it, I thought you were not going to make that joke. Uh, no, he's, he's not going to. He's just going to make it. He's going to make Doctor Who worthy of, uh, you know. Watching. Watching again. Listen, I'm not. It has nothing to do with um, Jodie Whittaker. Uh, it, for, for me, it has like. 10% to do with her, really, but, like, not her it's, as... A, most of it is the production and the writing. Yeah. Or and lack that had, of writing. That's, lack of writing, where Russell T. Davies will help with that. Uh, interesting that there's a Doctor Who uh, game coming out as well at the uh, in this week uh, coming out, uh, the Doctor Who Edge of Reality. So... So here are yeah. two. Th- I'll leave you with two theoretical questions or two questions. One is how how much do you think BBC would want David Tennant to be back? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that they wanted to be back, but are they gonna put out a bunch of money just to bring him back? I mean, no. The whole point is to continue on and have a new doctor. Well, yeah, but they they also need the show to be popular and profitable and. It hasn't been for a while. So, I second, agree. Second yeah. question is how how much of the current era do you think Russell T Davies like retcons or just kind of does away with? Because I have to imagine all of it. <laughs> you mean like even the before Jodie Whittaker stuff? No, I meant like, I meant like her run specifically. Like she oh. will be part. She will be part of yeah. the canon, like the timeline. But like all the timeless child bullshit, or you know, uh, just like that 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 stuff, you know, the stuff that was just that destroyed the show. Like, how much do you think he? Yeah, quickly... I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he does break on. I asked that to uh, well, Jeremy on on Facebook, and he was like, "What? Well, I, I like the Whitaker era." Uh, and I was like, I was just thinking, like, okay. <laughs> But then he said, like, oh, I guess he said, like, Davies, like, he doesn't see him doing that because he kind of supports the concept. And it's yeah. like, I mean, maybe the concept would be good, but I, the way they did it was terrible. So, I mean, that kind of colors it for me, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. Just... Like, I, I, I guess it is be nice if, like, the doctor regenerates. I'm going to say it probably into, like, an, probably into, like, a white British dude. Uh, and then, like the first episode is like him going, like, "Oh, that that's the the visions the master sent me were just fake, or you know, just pretend. It did like it's not real." And then that's the last anyone will ever speak of it. <laughs> I, I guess I mean, there's still people, you know, wishing, hoping, you know, Selva would be able to be. Uh, He'd be great, him. but yeah. uh, that's too small, small potato shit for him. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, if they have been able to make a rise, uh, if it was fifteen years ago and he didn't get the wire, then maybe. But yeah, 
No, I agree. <laughs> but I mean, that would, it would also take him away from stuff as well if he does that. So yeah. But we'll we'll see. I I am interested in what he's going to bring to the show now. Um, does that mean the BBC is going to up the production of the show again with him running it? I um, yeah, like it's not, I mean, Jens hates the music of the show, and I'm not a big fan either. But like over the past two or three years, like the show looks terrible. Like it looks cheap as shit. I agree. Uh, that's kind of one of the things that kind of put me off. It's like, I'm just like, uh, I want to watch because of, you know, there being a female Doctor Who now. And it's something different and whatever. I, and, I, I think it was like the second episode and they showed the TARDIS, in, like the TARDIS interior. And it was like 75% bathed in darkness. And I'm just thinking like, what, they can't afford a floodlight or two? Like, what's going on here, you know? Like, yeah. And it's, it's still bad. like really dark in there. Like, you know, even now when it's like, what are you just trying to hide at the set or like what's going on? Like it doesn't right. need to be like bathed in light, but I should be able like there should be features I can like make out in the set. You know, every every doctor had like specific things in the TARDIS that like stood out. And right. this one is that just darkness like... and like the crystal in the middle and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that it's like, okay, you know who's running the TARDIS at that time because that's their thing that you can point to. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's just weird, weird connection uh, on that front. But, all right, finally uh, ending this here, of course, like we always do, uh, looking through the upcoming games here for uh, the end of the month. Basically, we made it to another month of uh, gaming and, and life here. And, you know, starting off with, um, uh, Lemniscate, which is coming to Xbox Game Pass. It's that, uh, first person, I think that's the hero shooter that they showed off. Yeah. So if you want to go check that out, you can. Uh, I don't know how comparable to Overwatch it's going to be, but I'm sure it will have its fans. <clears throat> don't know if it's going to do like Knockout City kind of numbers like that. Did this year. Uh, we'll definitely see Connect Tank is coming, which, as someone that does editing for the last word on gaming, that was one of the first uh, review codes that the site had got. So that's cool that they gave it to they gave it to us like a whole five days early. So um, whoever I forget who's doing that review, that's something I'll have to be looking at. I'm sure, uh, Chernobyl Night is coming to the last gen consoles. Neo World Ends with you coming to PC. Um, Ghost Runner is also coming to current gen. That's a really good game if you have not played that yet. But I wonder if New World actually comes out if it gets delayed again. That's that Amazon action RPG. I've heard uh, good things about it, but yeah. I yeah, I have, I've heard good things uh, as well. Um, eFootball and FIFA come out within two days of each other. Uh, so we'll see. And of course, the really nasty thing about this eFootball thing being free now, of course, that's uh, winning 11, Pez, whatever you want to call it. There's a $40 DLC pack that you can't use for two months. Uh, it wouldn't start working until November. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Konami. It's free, all right. It's free. Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I think I read like a, a comment about that game. Like, they did some like preview event or beta that looked, made it sound like it looked terrible. I <laughs> uh, would not 
be surprised at all. Like, yeah, yeah just like no production values at all. And it's like, well, yeah, it's free now. So, <laughs> uh, so aside from that, um, the Industria game, which is one of the games that I liked outside of the, oh God, what's it called now? It's uh, E3. They had all those indie shows. Industria was one that it has some like Twin Peaks vibes as well. Um, so I'm kind of, I was kind of interested in that. That's coming out. A lot of stuff coming out here at the end of the month. Hot Wheels Unleashed, which that looks kind of actually decent. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the giant bomb guys, the other Jeff said it was like not terrible. <laughs> uh, Aeon Drive, which is a platformer that was also at that indie show as well. That's coming out. Astro Ascending, which is an RPG that looks uh, really good that I am going to be playing on Xbox uh, Game Pass. Uh, what's going to call it? Uh, the Doctor Who game, The Edge of Reality, is uh, coming out at the end of the month as well. Are you going to want uh, to I would like to get it, but the Doctor Who games are like notoriously bad. <laughs> yeah, well, at least this was not VR. Yeah, so. that was one of the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up getting that one too? I, get, I, uh, I, I have that one, and it's okay. entirely playable, yeah. It's like, wow. I don't know why they... I mean, I guess I get the concept, right? Of like, okay, it's cool. It's it, they made... That. This is like, I think, before Telltale, like right around, but they made like the, the Doctor Who Adventure games, like damn near 10 years yeah. ago, maybe maybe longer. They were like, not great, but they were like, right. passable enough. Uh, that was like the only good time. I think Doctor Who was good. Like the first pinball machine is pretty all right, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> I, I I mean, it's a concept that you'd think would be very freeing or like very right. expansive, but it's incredibly not because like the concept uh. is you can literally go anywhere at any time, make a game out of that. It's like okay, <laughs> I have a budget of four dollars. Let's let's see what I can crank out. <laughs> and if you thought that. That end of the week is crazy. Once we get to next week, we're starting to get just absolute having big stuff come out um, along with small stuff all in one week. And another one of those like last month where you had uh, that two week span where just stuff was coming constantly. Uh, so you'll see. Uh, how this all works. One, out one of the easy weeks, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not going to be. Uh, Far Cry, I still don't understand why we had to have Metroid Dread and Far Cry 6 uh, come out in the same, within a day of each other. But but sure. Yeah, um, I wonder which one's going to be more popular and well received. <laughs> and then, you, then also, the same week, Alan Wake Remastered, Jet the Far Shore, and Super Ball Monkey, uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, and that uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl thing. So, like, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Um, but until we get to that uh, week, we will be back, of course, next week. Um, so if you uh, watch on YouTube later, um, for the few people that have checked out the show live, whether it was on Twitch or Twitter or the Facebook page, we appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. Of course, we're available on anywhere there are podcasts. If you haven't been paying attention to this ticker the whole time, it tells you right there where we are available. Um, if not, pretty much anywhere you think the podcast exists, whatever app you like to use, 
Uh, we are there. You can go subscribe, Video Games to the Max, or just use the whole W7 network. And you get everything that we do, whether it's talking about games here, or if you like soccer or football, I do the Soccer to the Max show. Um, usually on Tuesdays this week, we're going to have two shows on Sunday because I had to move the show uh, from the Tuesday slot to Thursday, and then that's something happened. I had to move it again to Sunday, and then we'll have the regular show on Tuesday. Uh, so two shows this week, and then, of course, if you the NFL has started again, so the kickoff has a lot to talk about, along with what's going on in college football. And, of course, you got all the entertainment stuff with Radlich and, and company there. I mean, comics, movies, TV shows, they cover it all. So definitely there is something for everybody here. So subscribe to that network and you get it all. And you can watch it on YouTube if you want, or you can just listen to it whenever you feel like it. So, um, you know, like uh, Mark said, he'll have that review of WRC 10. I'm going to have uh, reviews coming this week as well with for a few games. So uh, be checking out the the site. And, well, until next week, we'll see you later, everybody. Later.